Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble Reacts. Liverpool get back to winning ways, but Spurs only managed a draw in Germany. It's Wednesday, 5th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Lars Stewart. Well, greetings, everybody. Greetings indeed. Lovely to have you with us. Oh, we're here to talk about those Champions Leagues. And my goodness, Luke Moore, it was a fairly underwhelming evening last night in the Champions League. Um, well, first and foremost, I think it's great to have Lars here on his Ramble Reacts debut, I believe. Um, well, I was going to come to that. Listeners will be absolutely delighted to hear the big man's alongside us. So yeah. welcome to you, Lars. That's the Thank inspiring you. bit. You were a lot. Yeah. You were a lot less nice to me off air. So this is this is progress. This yeah. is very good. Oh, there's still plenty of time. Don't worry about that. Um, the the question was. Oh yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed the Liverpool game. I, I Did was. You? I, I didn't. I didn't see much of the Spurs game because obviously I'm not one of those people who's clever enough to watch kind of two games at once, like a like an Andy Brassel or a Marcelo Bielsa or a Lars Sivertsen. Mm. But um, I enjoyed the Liverpool game. My, my my probably my biggest disappointment was that, and this may well be because Liverpool were too good, or perhaps Rangers weren't quite capable of it I, I I was hoping that Rangers would see Liverpool's appalling record at starting games and really try and go for it and really kind of put, put the wind up them and give them, a, give them a scare and it never really manifested itself like that and, and as soon as they got past the early exchanges it was never really going to be like that so that was slightly disappointing and the, the other thing I would just add to that is 
couple of agents of chaos on the pitch, to use mm. Lars's uh, term, um, in Alfredo Morelos and Darwin Nunez. And there wasn't really as many yeah, fireworks right. as I was hoping for either. So overall, perhaps a little bit disappointing, but still plenty to talk about. Indeed, uh, yeah. Well, uh, do you know that uh, that fixture between Liverpool and Rangers, Lars, was the first ever competitive game between those two sides? It's quite remarkable, really. They played 10 friendlies. I'm not going to tell you the scores in any of those games, but uh, obviously Liverpool won 2-0. Why not? Why are you keeping this a secret? (laughs) (laughs) Every game, every friendly match they played have all been eight or nine goal thrillers. Uh, May or may not be be the case. Um, But we should say straight away that Liverpool versus Rangers, more likely or more accurately, we would say Liverpool versus Alan McGregor. (laughs) <laughs> because no matter how old that man gets, he still loves a, a save. Remarkable evening. Just, <laughs> just, just the busiest 40-year-old in Britain. <laughs> what, are you doing? what are you doing at this age, man? I love it how he looks even older as well, because you think... Yeah. 40 is obviously old for a footballer, even a goalkeeper. Obviously, goalkeepers go on that little bit longer, but he still looks... like he, He's... It, yeah, it looks like he's had a lot of evenings like this, uh, <laughs> like last night when when Liverpool beat them. But he was in great, incredible form. Well, Alan McGregor, he loves European competition, that we know. Uh, but he but he couldn't keep uh, Trent Alexander Arnold and Mo Salah out. And do you know what? Actually, when you look at the game, look, we, we, it was it was obviously two 0 I mean, Liverpool had a hatful of chances. McGregor obviously made some fine saves. Probably the pick of the bunch was against Diogo Jota. We got those big fingertips of his. Um, but but Rangers will think themselves. It was it was a set, you know, a beautiful free kick from from Trent Alexander Arnold, who who once and for all answered his critics about his defending capabilities with that free kick, and <laughs> uh, and, and and a penalty from from Mo Salah. So they kind of be a bit. I think they'll be a bit uh, regret. They'll be full of a bit of regret there because especially the the, the goal from Trent was so early on in the game. Well, yeah, I mean, and that, and that kind of chimes into what I was saying earlier, I suppose. It was actually Liverpool that scored early, as you mentioned, rather than Rangers. And and it, it did really kind of tickle me, the coverage, because... And I don't necessarily have a big view on this, and I'm not sure if Lars does either, generally. But, you know, it seems to me that... Um, Everyone involved in B- in that BT Sport production last night really wanted Trent yeah. Alexander Arnold to be brilliant, right? Yes, and and that's fine. You know, that's completely up to them. And, and he had a good game, uh, no, no question about that. But you, you you touched on it there, Marcus. And I'm sorry to make really obvious your quite your quite clever joke, but Thanks. to make it clear to people listening, like we 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 had, had no questions at all answered about what Trent Alexander Arnold was able to do <laughs> defensively because Rangers <laughs> offered nothing going forward, really. So yeah. I mean, we all know that it's not the greatest surprise in the world that Trent Alexander Arnold can take pretty good free kicks and pretty good corners you know he and which he did really well last night uh, and good luck to him you know great goal can't take it away from him but it seemed like they were really kind of desperate to make this a narrative about Trent Alexander-Arnold to the point where it was actually so saccharine when he came off in the final minute to, to this kind of ovation which obviously Klopp had mm. designed to happen to give him a bit of a boost and to give Gomez a little appearance in the Champions League and all the rest of it it just seemed a little bit like the whole point was not only being missed but just flying past them on the motorway without, <laughs> without them even craning their necks to look at it but Lars what, what, did you, what did you make of what have you made of the coverage of Trent kind of generally over the last week or two? Well, I, I I get frustrated with a lot of uh, football punditry that 
treats players as if they're completely binary. They're either good or bad, mm. uh, and and doesn't yeah. uh, allow for the fact that players have different qualities. I'm sorry about that. S- some players, <laughs> same, well, don't, don't get me started on you. Uh, but the, 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 <laughs> that they don't allow for the fact that some players have qualities that make them really well suited for certain systems, but less suited for other systems. The whole tr- Trent for England debate. I mean, first of all. It's been an autumn where everyone has spent half their lives on social media talking about how bad Trent Alexander-Arnold is. Then the internationals come around, and I swear to God that a lot of the same people are very annoyed that he's not mm. starting for England. I think there's an element of just wanting to whinge about everything. But like he is clearly a guy who can do extraordinary things going forward. Klopp has identified that and, and sort of rejigged the system so that he has protection, or at least used to have protection uh, in the sense of other players covering from him and all that. This year, the balance hasn't been quite right. He's been exposed a little bit more, and he, as an individual, hasn't played that well. But but I, I thought what I thought really spoke well of him here was that he didn't cup his ears when he's coming. <laughs> it must have been, must have yeah, been yeah, some yeah. part of him that would have been very tempted to do the cuppy ears uh, to, when he celebrated his goal. But, of course, that would have been nonsensical. We would have been deep into mm. to Harry Maguire header against Albania territory, uh, which, which, th- <laughs> oh, which no, thankfully is a territory we managed to avoid. Lars, yeah, would you it, like to have seen him do like a, a couple of years thing after a, perhaps a goal line clearance or a particularly well positioned piece of that would be play? good? Yeah, you know, what That'd I thought like a WWE celebration. type stuff. Would you prefer maybe a cuppy ball thing like Diego Simeone did that? Oh, no. <laughs> I would not prefer no, okay. that. Pulling the shorts down like Tom Kearney. Yeah, exactly. Come on. What Lance. I would have, I mean, really, they would have had to put too much thought into this and probably would have gone too far. But as he scored that goal, if they'd pre-planned the celebration in which he sort of sarcastically misses a tackle on someone or something. That would that, that'd have been very, very good. But it would take sort of Icelandic levels of prep in terms of celebration uh, stuff, which, which maybe is frowned upon. I, I'm not quite sure, but that would have been good. Quite. Or he could have eaten the grass like Robbie Fowler did that time. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I know what you mean by, by Trent, and without spending too much time on this. But, but I think the reason why we, we felt like we had to talk about that was because of the coverage, as you said, Luke, like so many of the BT Sport commentators, pundits, presenter, all, all of them involved were, were defending him. And I think that, that, that with this, it's kind of like you, you, people also say, well, England have a lot of very, very good right backs and, and, and right sided options. That's why that Trent mm. doesn't, doesn't necessarily get in there. But I mean, Gary Neville said on Monday Night Football that, that Alexander Arnold is capable of becoming the greatest right back the world has ever produced. <laughs> That's now, how it works. Now, the world produces I, I just, them I think, out of a big quarry. They, they come what, out with a conveyor belt. <laughs> Oh, that one's what, not very really good. What um, what what is important these days is as the world, as certainly yeah. in the Western world, we get more extreme in our opinions. It's it's a race to be who who can be the most extreme. And you, I think Gary's won it. Can we not just there. say, listen, he's he has some extraordinary qualities going forward. He's less good oh, at the back. Love. He's been particularly iffy at the back this season. He's been criticised mm. a bit, but he's young and yeah. he's been good before, and he's going to be good again. Like we can, you can say I, that. You can be really supportive and positive no, while still acknowledge no. that. Like the best, the best right back <laughs> the world has ever produced. Ever is is yeah ever. I, look, I think also Steve McManaman approached the broadcast last night like it was some kind of you know Trent Alexander Arnold fan support group. Hmm. Like Darwin Nunez would miss a chance, which by the way last night happened all the fucking time, and <laughs> and he would be talking about Trent. Oh, at least we've got Trent to take the corner now. You know what I mean? All right, mate. <laughs> Darren Nunes, by the way, whose uh, who's goals to headbutt ratio, lamentably, is still one-to-one, which is, again, <laughs> you, it's not really what you want for too long. 
we're sitting on a bit of a... Uh, I wonder whether... You know, this is, you've heard it here first, and this could be a terrible take, so by all means, feel free to haunt me with it at a later date. Yeah. I wonder whether we're sitting on a bit of a time bomb here with Liverpool and Darwin Nunez. I wonder really... Because he, he looked like his movement's great, he's strong, he's got a real competitive edge. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are desperate for him to be the new Luis Suarez because of the way he carries himself. No, I definitely think around. that's true. That's but I'll tell you true, something yeah. now, based on last night, mm. and it's early days, of course, his finishing yeah. was very, very kind to... Um, to <laughs> To, to the 40-year-old Alan McGregor. I don't know why I keep saying that. He's younger right. than me. Well, what's wrong with Darwin Nunes respecting his elders? But as I said, we're going to ask all this, all this chat about Trent and Darwin. Let's get away from those uh, with ridiculous uh, footballing opinions. I just want to turn our attention to Garth Crooks. Oh, great. Um, hey. Garth's not gone the ramble for ages. It's great to I see did, him back. We've, we've ignored him for this one. off. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, 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 I forgot all about little girl. Because yeah, if, if, if people want to know, listeners want to know how we prep for the show. What's <laughs> happened here is that we, we, Marcus just disappeared for about five minutes, but right to the back of the uh, ramble uh, content cupboard, uh, climbed over a few bits of a uh, few Young bits of uh, flotsam and jetsam from the conversational world, pushed aside the Diego Maradona <laughs> story, climbed through the Ke- Kevin Keegan shelf, dusted off the Garth Crook-shaped uh-huh. conversation. Like, oh, Garth's still here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You've ages, Garth. Hey, come along. Crooks and all. Thought well, look, he he had was... the pundit bank. Apparently, he's still writing a column, which yeah. is good to know. It's good to know. And he uh, was talking about Thiago um, Alcantara, and he said, "Liverpool fans keep telling me that Tiara, T- uh, Thiago Alcantara, brackets when he's fit, is their main man. He might be if he could run. The Spaniard has turned jogging into an art form. Go on, Crooksy. Eh? <laughs> good to see he still packs a punch. Large, you must have a take on that. <laughs> I mean." <laughs> It, it it does remind me of the sort of which of the papers was it the male who did the sort of the, the team of the year and Chavi headline once oh yeah and, and the, the, no the, one's the ever forgiven them because it was the dumbest yeah. thing ever yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and I think we're in that territory like he, he yeah. doesn't need what he what do you want him to run around like he's he, he, yeah I'm just gonna, not going to get excited by it I'm just not going to get excited. Yeah, please don't, please don't. But but yeah, Thiago was in there. Jordan Henderson playing in the centre of midfield, proving for for some people who oh, needed to, uh, you know, that, that he is potentially worthy of a starting position for England with that kind of performance. Still, it's been a week. <laughs> oh, good God! Potentially people, people the best midfielder from from Sunderland ever produced. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, speak to Jonathan Wilson about that. Yeah. Um, but. No, but Henderson was good though in this in the centre of the pitch. You know, I mean, he did have the run of the play. This is the thing about that Liverpool performance. How much could you take from that against the Rangers side, who were very, very uh, unadventurous? Now, you could say, well, Liverpool just didn't give them uh, a moment to to breathe, really, and th- and that would be a fair take. But I did think, though, uh, uh, Luke, with regards to the match, that and it was the the, the point was made that when Matondo and Kamara came on, yeah. and, and gave a bit of pace down the wings, you know, and Sakala did okay as well, but Rangers. They did produce more and actually probably should have scored towards the end. Now, I think it would have been very, very unlikely of them to get anything out of the game at any point of the evening. But to get a goal, you know, which would have been their first in, in the, um, the the competition thus far, would have been it would have been something to Yeah, I to think take. that's right. I think they definitely ended the game more strongly. I, t- I completely agree with that analysis around their, the substitutions they made. And it's kind of, and look, it's one of those situations where you sit here and it's easy to say because when you start to, Top, top up the budgets between the respective teams, not just with Rangers against Liverpool, but probably against Ajax and 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 Napoli as well, who have you know Lars may know better than me on this, but I'm pretty sure they have you know better better resources than Rangers and certainly have a more competitive time of it. Um, 
it's easy for me to say. But, you know, ultimately Rangers went into this game knowing a couple of things. Knowing, as I mentioned, that Liverpool struggled to start well mm. uh, in, in this current iteration of their team. And knowing also if they lose the game uh, last night, they're, they're almost, if the stats essentially uh, say that they're out, they're out of the Champions League. So mm. it, to me, I felt a little bit disappointed that with such a good travelling support, yeah, and potentially the door just left slightly ajar to say, do you know what? If we push really hard really early on, you, you never, never know. know. Yeah. Um, of course, that may result in a four 0 loss, but I mean they've lost two 0 anyway. So I mean, to, to me, it's it's a little bit of a shame. And I thought that the, the substitutions that were introduced by Van Bronckhorst did show perhaps a bit yeah. about what they could have done if they'd been a bit more positive. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Lars? It's a bit disappointing for Rangers because when they beat. PSV Eindhoven, of course, to get into the Champions League. It was, it was a huge win for them. It, yeah, was, it was a massive win, you could even say, for Scottish football. And, of course, for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, who knows PSV very well, being a Feyenoord man. But uh, it, it was a big thing. They obviously got to the Europa League final last year. Um, but the manner of their results and performances, OK, against Napoli, I know sending off and so on. We'll get to Napoli in, in, in a brief moment. But to lose their first three games in the group, I mean, I think... They, I mean, they may well try and take inspiration from Sir Bobby Robson's Newcastle, who I believe were the first team in the Champions League, or certainly one of the, the definitely a rare example of losing their first three games and then and then coming back to win their their second three games and going through. It seems very unlikely for Rangers that will be the case. But like, how disappointing is it for Rangers last to get themselves in the Champions League, having had a great European campaign last season, and then to be beaten fairly handedly in all three games thus far? Well, listen, I think they'll have pointed to the fact that they got past Dortmund and got past RB Leipzig last season as a sign that maybe they could be more competitive in this tournament. But in all honesty, when the draw works out the way it does, you get mm. Liverpool who, yeah, they're not having a great time, but they're still Liverpool and you know the quality is still there. You get Napoli who turned out to be quite a lot better in Italy as well than we were expecting this season. And you get Ajax who are obviously not an easy team to play against. I think... Unless I, I would you're imagine the... <laughs> Well, this is the thing. I would imagine if there's one sense, if there's one thing maybe Rangers should be disappointed about is that they weren't more competitive in the game against Ajax. Because mm. obviously, looking at Napoli taking them apart, it's a tiny sample size and you're judging by single games and all of this, but, but maybe this isn't the most intimidating Ajax team there's ever been. And yeah. and the way Rangers were kind of played off the park at times against them was was a little bit sort of less than what I was hoping from them. But but realistically, the the draw was not very kind to them. And I I'd, I'd be slightly baffled if they got out of this group really when uh, when it was already made when the draw was made. Yeah, I, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, you mentioned Napoli there. We should we should turn our attention to them just briefly because they're in the same group, of course, uh, and they got a massive. 6-1 win in Amsterdam I'm sure everybody's aware against Ajax uh, I, I didn't I mean, they're top of the league in Serie A Lars you know they're having a, they're having a great time and they've got a they've got a little Georgian lad called um, Kvarit Scalia who's who's a proper player yeah, he's great and it's it's one of those stories I've said on the ramble before I'm going to say it again it almost never happens anymore that players you've almost not heard of mm. at all just turn up at a big club in a big league and just suddenly just yeah. sets fire to everything and are, are amazing. <laughs> if they'd literally done that, that would have been very bad, obviously. But I mean, it's possible in Napoli. Well, it, it, Napoli would be the only place you may, maybe you, you could, could maybe get away, get with, away that. with that. Yeah, <laughs> but, it was, but but really just tearing up. And it's, it, he's been so good. It's arguably, like one of the most fun players in the world to watch right now because he's so adventurous. Uh, he's he's full of tricks, and he. <laughs> It's hard to put into words, which is bad on a podcast, but there's something about the vibe <laughs> around him. 
There's mm. so many players who, who who have gone through academies with similar types of coaching, and it's all these little one-touch passes, and they all do very sensible things. Clara Scalia will occasionally try slightly goofier maneuvers <laughs> on the football field, and he just does yeah. things you don't really expect him to try to do, I guess is what I'm getting at. Which is, yeah. if, if you're someone who watched way too much football for, 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 for anyone's mental health, which is a category I certainly find myself in, you start <laughs> to really treasure players who do not just good things, but unexpected things and things you don't expect them to try. And, and mm. he's definitely one of those. And really just Napoli, it's a great story. Spalletti putting together, together a really entertaining and fun team. Not for the first time in his career, of course. He was mm. kind of the coach who uh, was in charge of Roma when they had mm. Totti playing as a fate false nine towards the end of his career. Someone who's... Um, he plays known, a lovely brand of football, Spalletti. Yeah, he does, but he's known as being a quite a curmudgeonly and sort of grumpy character and not a fun guy to deal with off the pitch. But his football teams are often uh, an awful lot of fun yeah. to watch. And uh, yeah, uh, watch Napoli if you have a chance to do it. Uh, except, well, of course, if you're an Ajax fan, in which case you're slightly traumatized by this and you might not want to see them again. <laughs> just stay away from pizzas and volcanoes and just really anything that reminds you of Naples right now. Exactly, yeah. But they'll have to face uh, the man they're calling Cavaradona. Far- uh, and co uh, next ne- next week of course um, well, that'll be crucial for his development that wouldn't it uh, very much so yeah, yeah. Being, it's always good to be tagged yeah 21 years old played about 10 games for Napoli and already being called mm. that great that's just what he needs maybe he is <laughs> I don't know maybe he's the kind of character that loves that well we shall see we shall see alright chaps let's uh, have a quick break and after that we'll talk about Spurs <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We'll see what happens. Thank you, Pat. You're very welcome. And Happy New Year. Welcome back to Ramble Reacts, everybody. Before we get to Tottenham Hotspur, one of the best things that happened in the Champions League on Tuesday night, I think we can all agree, was when uh, Bayer Leverkusen were um, denied a penalty at one end, then Porto scored on the counter, and then VAR pulled it back to give Bayer Leverkusen that penalty, which meant uh, the Porto goal was disallowed. Now, VAR has pissed off a lot of people ever since it came um, into being. That is the... I think that's the ultimate mugging off of uh, you can get as a football fan from VR. You score, and it's like not only is it chalked off, they get a penalty. But then you also miss the final act, which is that Leverkusen missed the penalty anyway. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Well, it, so, so, can you it imagine, was, like, it, if you had never really <laughs> seen football before, and someone said, "All right, we're gonna, I'm gonna introduce you to football. We're gonna watch a Champions League game. You see this top table of, of football. The standard doesn't get any higher. It's mm. Porto v by Leverkusen. You know, two storied clubs. You know." Uh, and 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 so the first thing you saw was this. You'd be mm. like, "What kind of sport is this?" It's superb. What I absolutely loved about it is is they were obviously celebrating they'd scored, and when the ref went over to check the monitor, you could still hear the music pumping. Everyone's dancing away, and then the referee. It was almost if we turn that off. Penalty. And then the music changed to the uh, the theme from um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was like, what's happening here? What's going on here? Yeah. Oh, my God, this sounds sinister. Is the view that bad at the back of the of the, the FC Dragale that you need to kind of go I also, the music? I, I also love the fact that, like, one thing that's, and I'm sure you will agree on this, and our listeners will too, one thing that's absolutely dogged VAR um, since it started is the kind of English refereeing interpretation of it. Like, Who was the referee in that game? Yeah. Anthony Taylor. Big of course time. it was. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're yeah if you're um uh, on the on the continent of Europe and you think right who have we got referee in our game if it's an English referee you think oh Gordon yeah. I hope there's no VAR this used to be so take... good at rules <laughs> yeah, used to be good at rules used to be good at officiating yeah. and it, this is going to take twice as long yeah um, it, and it gets it gets to the point look VAR I think ultimately is a good thing so I don't want to start all that bollocks but I mean watching Fulham this season at the Craven Cottage, I have found myself going, oh, Gordon, get me back to the championship. The decision's a decision. You know where you stand. The linesman's yeah. flag is down. It's a goal. Celebrate, lads, you know? Yeah. But there we are. Do you think our listeners are really kind of caught on to how boring we thought the Spurs game was? <laughs> well, I thought I thought Lars was going to mention, with regards to penalties, a big uh, Simon Mignolet uh, putting yes. off Antoine Griezmann for, uh, for a penalty. I just hope this becomes a gif. I hope the people who know how to make the gifs are are at it tonight and, and and just look at the 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 missed penalty atleti had against club Bruges because this was just eccentric behavior because simon Mignolet was kind of i don't know if he was trying to put off anton griezmann or if he's just a very strange guy at this point of his life but he was just kind of his big goalkeeping gloves he was kind of clapping them together like a madman and just looking <laughs> and you could really hear it on the broadcast the big clap 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 and he sort of gave griezmann a slightly wild-eyed look and then griezmann perhaps just totally baffled by what was going on just cracked it off the crossbar like he couldn't do it it worked oh there you are you see and uh, mm-hmm. and, a, and a good win for for club bruges as well against atletico three out of three for club bruges now in the group with aleti porto and it's and, impressive and, yeah and, and leverkusen nobody saw that coming 
No, they did not. Did anybody see Tottenham drawing nil-nil away in Frankfurt, though, coming, uh, Lars? It's really boring. Like, I mean... Um... <laughs> Police machine, can we have an update? Like, how are they doing these days? I, 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 I still think the ban hasn't... Uh, it's, it's still going. Right? In, the prep, in the prep, in the prep um, for this show, I, I just straight... As soon as I knew that we're doing it and I knew what the games were, I just straight in the WhatsApp group to you all said, I'm doing the Liverpool game. No way am I doing this game. Mm, yeah, I well, look, I'll tell you what, in the build-up to the game, Antonio Conte was asked why he isn't starting Matt Doherty, to which he responded, now, I'm not seeing him in the right way to start the game. I'm not stupid. I don't want to lose. <laughs> I love it when, when players... <laughs> a dig. When people, I love it when people who are speaking English as their second language. Yeah. Probably, and you know, good luck to them, because I, I don't speak any other languages, so I'm not criticising mm. them for doing that. Um, no. Because, of course, in most cases, they do it brilliantly. But they, they don't realise what they're saying, which seems completely matter-of-fact to them, is actually a gigantic insult. <laughs> well, also, but there's a cultural thing as well, and I'm sure Lars will agree, that in this country, we, we like to be very indirect. And mm. so when you get someone from, well, most of the world is much more direct with how mm. they speak to each other, you, get, you take an Italian and you take... Antonio Conte as that Italian and then you put it in a footballing context yeah I mean it's 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 like he's a a, a sword wielding uh, wielding maniac you know I was, I was going to interrupt you there and say yeah that's not just a cultural thing that is also an Antonio Conte thing yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but some of the phrases like when he says he wants to kill his players and stuff I mean there, there's a bit of lost in translation there certainly and mm. uh, but, but yeah only slightly it wasn't a good game guys it really wasn't <laughs> I was watching um, I, but it, but it also the frustrating thing Spurs weren't bad enough that we can sit here and make fun of them either that's why I'm annoyed about this because right. if they were going to be slightly underwhelming then I was thinking at least I can go on the Ramble React and, and take the piss afterwards but, yeah. but I have to be honest and say they produced enough chances to win this they produced mm -hmm. enough chances that you'd expect their forwards to under normal circumstances put away so I don't feel like it's right to come on here and slag them off massively it's a point away in Europe it wasn't a dreadful performance but Jesus, it was hard work to watch at times, especially in the second half. And and it's also, yeah. I was just going to say, though, Marcus and I gave our takes on Spurs on Monday's show. I'd be interested to hear just briefly what you think about Spurs at the moment generally, because I think there's been some quite sort of varied opinions about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and what it's likely to do in terms of bearing fruit when it comes to results. Well, it's Antonio Conte. He, he's, he's doing what he's doing. I mean, the plan A is to, to soak up pressure, sit a little bit deep, try to entice the opponent up the field so you can hit them on the counter. Like they that, do that that's in Frankfurt. The, so, so that was one of the things. They weren't really able to, because Frankfurt were like, nope, we'll just sit back. <laughs> we're going to sit back. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> we know yeah. what you want to do, and we're yeah. just not going to play along with it, <laughs> uh, uh, which is part of why it wasn't a good game, because you had a lot of Spurs being forced to, to pass the ball around and try to find openings and try to find their way through Frankfurt, which shouldn't have been impossible, because Frankfurt aren't a brilliant team. And they, they were really poor. And, and, and like I say, they... they yeah, and they were able to carve out enough chances that I don't want to be too mean about them because this is a game that normally, you know, they, they should have won according to how it went. But it's also like when you have sort of like Heiberg and Pentanker trying to like <laughs> pass their way through things, it's a little bit well, like... Well, I, I might read out one of your messages on the on the group, Lars, where you said Heiberg oh, just did a one? Zidane... Don't worry, not that one. Heiberg <laughs> um, just did a Zidane pirouette away from a tackle, carried the ball 10 yards forward and then resolutely played the ball half a yard behind Kane's run. It's been that kind of game. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I thought to myself, oh, do, do I have to watch the highlights of this? But I think though... They, the, they really the, miss Kulusevski, I think. Uh, yeah. Because he, he has a little bit of guile to him 
him in those situations and he can skip past the guy and find a pass and and something but what i would say I, i'm interested about them in general i was a little bit surprised by some of the reaction to the arsenal game where yeah. people were killing them for being too negative and like not having a go and not trying to control midfield or whatever. This is the thing. This is how he sets his team up. And when they go to the Etihad and win 3-2 like they did in February, everyone says, oh my God, the Conte, the tactic is so good. It's a tactical masterclass. And then you play against Arsenal. And the only main difference is that you're slightly less accurate in the passing when you're trying to counter. So you don't create mm-hmm. those breaks like you should. And Hugo Lloris makes a mistake and Emerson Royal just goes mad and, and does something insane. And then you lose the game. But the tactic was the same thing. Like you can't like praise right. the tactic, and if you know what I'm saying. And point. then there's a wider question: is is this how Tottenham should be playing? And you can ask that question. And I guess if if we were, a but Tottenham you thought that fan, a lot when if, you watched him against Frankfurt. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if if this was a Tottenham fan cast, we could do a good hour on whether or not that's the culturally correct thing for Tottenham to be doing and whatever. But the truth is, you've got Antonio Conte as your manager. Like this is what it's going to be. This is what yeah. he does. Uh, and well, you've it, like, it, Sorry, Lars, to cut you off there, but I have to say that you're talking about Emerson Royale there and, and trying to impress the manager. That leads us quite neatly on to the news that emerged last week that he spent over £800,000 during the summer to try and improve his game and impress manager Antonio Conte. Now, I know sometimes footballers change their shin pads and their boots, but £800,000 is a lot of money. For our American listeners, that's roughly about $800,000. D- that much is it Um, (laughs) my goodness we're on our way back but uh, apparently he bought uh, a hyperbaric oxygen chamber um, to put himself in to better his physical condition uh, condition of course for for Conte's high energy tactics so I mean you know he's trying damn it all I mean that's a serious amount of cash sorry to cut in Marcus but that is a remarkable thing to read (laughs) <laughs> I mean, given, given it's a that, remarkable like, thing to say. My understanding of what that is, and I may be mm. wrong, and by all means get in touch if I am, won't be the first time. That is basically, I think, the essentially a way of delivering mm. oxygen, an oxygen-rich atmosphere to your body in a yeah. kind of pressurised way. So what I'm talking about is that's just not, as far as I know, that's not something you just pick up from Ikea and no. bring and put it in one of your rooms. There's a lot going into that. Like you, yeah. you have to, you have to basically, I think, pressurize or depressurize. I can't remember which one. Um, a, an entire room. So, which would be a departure that, for IKEA. I mean, it's not really something that. Oh, it's quite exactly. I'm slagging them off because they're from Sweden. Yeah, well, <laughs> pathetic. So transparent, Lars. I'm just saying, I've Save been to IKEA. Scandinavian specific beef for your own style. I just, I, I have been to IKEA, and I've always looked around, and I've never seen. What you guys are looking for is a hyperbaric chamber, but you're not going to find it here. You know, no, you need to go not. to a different. Uh, sh- have you tried the meatballs though? Need to go what... to a different shop for that. But but you know, so what what I'm saying is that so that is something I think that is used reasonably regularly at top level of sport for athletes. Yeah. But as far yeah. as I understand, they go to centres to use it. Yeah. Well, also the other things he did, he commissioned a personal scouting report of um, Ashraf Ashraf Hakimi, uh, so he could study the PSG fullback, who obviously did very well under Conte when he was wing back at Inter, and he's been working with a neuroscientist to help cope with the the psychological pressures of being an elite athlete. So. The last two of those three, pretty standard, standard, yeah. And the first one, I kind of think, oh, fair enough. But spending £800,000 on all this stuff, I mean, I admire his determination and his commitment, but I think he's been had. Do you think that the reason he he, he got sent off against Arsenal is because in his hyperbaric oxygen chamber, everything moves a lot more slowly? (laughs) So, like, he... He just got caught out with on the pace thing. 
Actually, maybe he's used to that condition. It was quite a sunny day at the Emirates, wasn't it? He was like, oh, I can't. Any, any questions? Ask the team talk. Any questions? Can uh, we pressurise the pitch? No. <laughs> is it, it going to be over eight degrees out there? Yeah. Well, you know, it's still autumn. It's delicious, this story, because that is something that isn't a story at all, and we can't cover it unless he gets sent <laughs> off against Arsenal. So thank you very much for that, Emerson, because that's exactly. not really interesting if he plays really well. <laughs> you're, just good, you're just there going, good on him. Fair enough. Yeah. Well done. Like, what's the resale value of a hyperbaric chamber? Because I was just... I had a conversation with a friend. What careful owner? Yeah, but just because... I have a friend who buys like expensive watches and over a group dinner, he was kind of confronted with, why do you do this? This is insane. And he said, well, they keep their value. I can sell them on most of them. They do, it's yeah, fine. It's actually, so. actually just an investment. Not sure that's true about the hyperbolic chambers. I have well, to go depends, on, Lars. Go on eBay because, after the show. Well, if on eBay, if someone says, you know, how, uh, you know, talks about the chain, is it one of those chambers uh, previously used by a Premier League footballer? Yeah. I think it could add value. I also like the fact that Lars has been calling it Lars has been calling it a hyperbolic chamber. Oh no, I, the whole I, century, I did enjoy which is basically that's that basically something that just makes you think you're really good. Yeah, yeah well, it, well, that's his, that's the aim, isn't really it? Or certainly a chamber better. where a lot of hyperbole is deployed. So you could <laughs> yeah. argue that yeah. our regular studio is very much a hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> yeah, it I hope they is. play. I hope he comes up against Callum Chambers in the away fixture. fixture that would be even weirder for him. If yeah. you were selling Emerson Real's hyperbolic chamber on eBay, would it increase the value or decrease it if you put that it's actually it's Emerson Real's hyperbolic chamber? I think no. You'd have to say Premier League football. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to say which one. Yeah, yeah, don't say it. As soon as he started using this, he got sent off on a massive game. Yeah. That may not go... That I thought it was weird it. to see him on the pitch straight away after that red card. But I suppose that that, I mean, that that is just the case. In England, sometimes royals can make bad decisions and they just don't seem to <laughs> disappear from public go. eye all the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he certainly didn't sweat when he was in that very cold chamber. Yeah. That's something we can agree. But uh, Lars, <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, do you see them going through in this group? Because only yeah, he got four points. OK, they've got um, home ties against Sporting and, and Eintracht to come, of course. Then they're, they're off to um, Marseille at some point. But uh, it's, it's not the best start and Conte has struggled a little bit in the Champions League yeah and ominously Marseille have actually won a game now after going being on this sort of hilariously long Champions League losing streak uh, going back like many many years uh, they actually won in, in a reasonably mad game against Sporting uh, earlier in the day in which the goalkeeper for, for Sporting had a really weird one and, 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 and got himself sent off and cost him a couple of goals and it was all very strange but but they did win Marseille so that that kind of I don't, you know, it is weird with Conte because his record in the Champions League isn't good. But I keep thinking, there's no reason for that to be happening. Like, there's nothing. It's not like they're they're playing on skates or anything. Like, it's that the competition fundamentally isn't that different. Mm. If if his tactics work largely in the Premier League as they have done, there's no reason why they shouldn't work against Eintracht Frankfurt. Or it, it is a slightly odd one. But I, I think they'll go through. I mean, they just all they've got to do is. Um... Yeah, they've got to just win the home games, isn't it? I mean, realistically. Yeah. So I don't okay. see. I don't, I don't think the group stage is going to be a problem for them. But I don't. I don't really know oh. what Spurs or Spurs fans' ambitions are for the Champions League. Generally, at this point, I mean, if they get for the group stage, get back into the final. Yeah. Well, there you go. That I mean, that would be probably. I think most people would consider that an outlier, <laughs> wouldn't they? 
But it's not. It's not. It's, yeah, get back in the final. That one time they <laughs> that, got to. That's the slogan. Yeah. That was. That's the <laughs> yeah. campaign. They're on the campaign trail. Let's yeah. get back in there where we belong. Yeah. Um, all right, gentlemen. Uh, tonight, Chelsea playing AC Milan. Lovely fixture. Uh, Manchester City will be taking apart uh, FC Copenhagen. I mean, what is the point of that game? <laughs> Respectfully <laughs> to your Scandinavian cousins, last. I mean, what Very is the point of that? You read that and your heart just sinks. <laughs> Oi, what, what, would you prefer all the best teams to be put together, Luke, in some sort Basically, of super league? It's essentially, it's essentially the football equivalent of a, of a squad of football players going on some kind of game show for a lovely day out. Mate, you, th- this is the kind of thing you. you there's those who want the Super League argue, by the way. Yeah, yeah but but but, there, but but how long until you can just say that about City against anyone, including most of the teams in the Premier League? Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I mean, I'll, if you listen to me on the Mondays, I do say that most weeks. Well, but Newcastle got a point against them, didn't they? Yeah, so, did. you know, up all of yours. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, well, Chelsea versus Milan seems to be uh, the better fixture to watch. But if you want to see goals, Man City versus Copenhagen will definitely provide them for you. Um, so there we are. Uh, thanks very much for listening to today's Ramble Reacts. Join us tomorrow for On the Continent as usual. And we'll be back with the preview show on Friday. It promises to be a cracker. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lars Stevenson. Thank you, Marcus pleasure Uh, thank you very much everybody see you soon the football ramble is a stack production and part of the acast creator network small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.